Hey, welcome to the Only the Better Stuff podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And boys, I tell you, everywhere I go, I can't go anywhere in this town without hearing somebody talk about uh, this podcast, this new podcast called Only the Good Stuff. So uh, in, in true podcasting fashion, I thought we would take that concept and we would run with it. Um, the way this is going to work today, boys, we're just going to very simply talk about three things that we're enjoying right now. Um, so that's the, that's the concept. Very simple, quick and easy. Uh, Big R, where are you joining us from today, baby? Uh, fellas, I am in a beautiful downtown, uh, Cannonsburg PA, which is right outside of Pittsburgh. Mm, Cannonsburg. Travel. Beautiful Cannonsburg. You must be yeah, traveling, that, man. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, is that, is that like a, know, a bedroom community for Pittsburgh? It really is, yeah. And I'm just uh, I'm kicking it uh, quite old school now in a uh, beautiful Homewood Suites, right Maybe outside this, of the. Uh, is this hipster church planning cohort business, or is this golf shirt denom business? Uh, no, this is clearly golf shirt denom business with myself and myself looking sort of like the oddball in the mix, if I if okay. I dare say. So yeah. there's no there's no catered quinoa salads at this uh, at this function. No, no, no. This would be, um, you know, on, on that level, this would be a lot more enjoyable as, as the, uh, as the, you know, as the craft service is just filled with just a cornucopia of like bad, but delicious food. Yes. There you go. There you go, baby. Heavy, yeah, heavy on the pierogies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, that's coming later, obviously uh, with lots of fries in between. That's yeah. right. I, oh, Pramani brothers sandwiches. That's my favorite thing. There it is, Pittsburgh. man. That's nice. it right there. Well, Pipe, since you uh, since you dived, dived, I can't talk. Guys, I'm having a horrible day. Can I just come right out and say that? Oh, Big T, man, you know what's... what? I was going to mention that you you sound you sound like horrible day, Big T. Like, yeah. like share that with us. What's Dude, going on? I feel glum. I feel tired. I'm like low grade sick. Like all my classes have sucked today. Um, yeah, it's just not great, man. It's not a great one. So not not Dude, one I'm for the sorry, ages. For Big T. You need you need a V two point oh, man. That's what you need. You know? Yeah, I do, man. I do. I do whatever that Gosh. is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so needless you too. To say, needless to say, we're not going to um, we're not going to start with me. Uh, I would be hard pressed to find three good things in my life today. So, uh, Pipe, we're going to start with you, baby. Um, let us know what you're enjoying lately. Well, since we're recording this on on a very specific day, the thing that I am enjoying right now on Twitter while I'm supposed to be paying attention to you guys uh, mm-hmm. is the NBA trade deadline. That's mm. what I'm enjoying. I I enjoy any trade deadline for any of the yeah. major sports. Uh, and that can kind of roll into draft season because it's also NFL draft season as well. You know, we're heading into that. So the, that is that is a category of things that I just find huge enjoyment in because of the rumors and the, the hubbub and the excitement and the fact that humans get treated like property and just <laughs> so so many exciting things. Now, Pipe, I want you to assess that out a little bit because I feel the same way. I really do like the NBA trade deadline. And uh, I think the NBA one is the best because you really get like significant moves happening with significant guys and uh, the kind of moves that can change the, the, the course of the second half of the season. Now, uh, I want you to talk about your favorite move so far and uh, why it's your favorite. Well, as of as of you know, based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, the the biggest move by far is still uh, Demarcus Cousins getting traded uh, by the utterly inept Sacramento Kings to the New Orleans Pelicans for um, Buddy Heald and a bag of chips. I think was the I think was the trade. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. Crazy. 
And crazy. yeah, speaking of crazy, uh, Boogie Cousins is utterly insane, which makes him always enjoyable. Um, he's you never know if he's going to you know punch a referee or like spit on a child. Or, you know, or, or hug a lady in the front row. Um, and now he's pairing up with Anthony Davis to be the probably the two most skilled big men in the NBA on the same team. That's kind of insane. So that's exciting. I haven't seen anything else that's remotely close to blockbuster level yet. But just the, the possibility of it is so fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how, how do we do this? Big R, do you want to hear all three of pipes? Or do you want to go like one of each each guy and go around that way? You know, I'd be okay if all we heard were pipes today, and if it, <laughs> yeah. you know, and if we could just, uh, if we could just sort of vamp, you know, back and forth, Big T, me and you with Pipe on, because I, I do think that Pipe is, uh, he's a little bit more optimistic than the two of us today. And oh like wow, him. that's yeah, man. Boy, Maybe I, is... I hear a little, I hear a little despair in your voice too. Yeah, what's what's going on, guys? Today's rough. Yeah, today's... it's a rough day today. It's a little rough. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sitting in. I'm sitting in conferences all day, which isn't isn't rough, you know, in and of itself. Obviously, there's no like physical exertion in that, but it's just yeah. I, I'm I'm having a hard time like sitting still. Mm. And so I went from a conference to like get to the homewood so that I could get with you guys to sit more still. So I, I need to uh, I, I need to unwind, and I'm and I'm you know obviously this is turning into an, another sports app, which I'm I'm actually fine with right now. So why don't you just carry why don't you carry the torch for us today? Oh goodness. Now I now I feel that I feel the way I'm I'm not the positive guy. Like that's not my job, Ronnie. Dude, that's, I know this is uncharted territory. This is like Boogie Cousins having to be yeah. like the good guy in the locker room. Yeah, he's, you know what I mean? I, that's I literally have, what I was just going to say. <laughs> well and okay, well Ted did send a text a few days ago. I feel like we need to bounce this back to you, Ronnie, real quick. And uh he what did he ask you if you were in Pittsburgh for uh what was it together for uh Kent Tacovi I believe was the was their question oh, together have, for Kent Tacovi Have you have you seen any Kent Tacovi jerseys have you have you purchased one do you uh you know have you gone by his his former residence or place of employment any of the above You know what's weird man so like usually when I come to these things cuz they do these things for our denominate Pittsburgh right and so usually you get all these churches around the Pittsburgh area and like the dudes, you know, the pastors, they come in and they're wearing all their, their like their pirates garb and their Steelers garb and all that stuff. And there's, there's been just like a profound, like, there's been nothing like nobody's mentioned like any Pittsburgh sports teams. There's been no Pittsburgh sports ball. There's been no, there's been no like Pittsburgh, anything in regards to sports. Like I don't. I, I like did Pittsburgh have a bad year. Like I, you guys know about that stuff. Like I talked. It's just sort of mediocre across the board. I mean, the the Steelers yeah. made the playoffs, and the Pirates were yeah. And uh, I don't know anything about the Penguins because that's hockey. But I mean, but like, but like, true sports fans don't care really about how their team's doing as much as they they just want to rep their team. All the oh time. yeah, right? no, I mean, I, I mean, I wear my Twins hat and my Timberwolves stuff all the time, even though they are perpetually pathetic. Yeah, I mean Piper. Every time I see you, that's all you're wearing. I mean, that's, that's uh, yeah. I mean, just decked out. I, it's like a, a twins union <laughs> suit. Just that's my go-to. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how to explain that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm sitting here in my classic, you know, like jeans, Adidas hoodie, you know, Chucks, um, feeling like the oddball. There's a lot of black, but not a lot of yellow and black. If you catch my drift, that was strong. And, I like um, it. Yeah. So I I don't know I'm I'm a little I'm a little perplexed right now I don't really know what to do with uh, boys I don't know what to do with my day right now because you know I got what happens is the conference speaker it's my job to take him out to dinner in three hours oh, and boy. so there, there's some pressure there and I don't really know 
You know, I, I really don't know how to roll with that. Or are you, are you free to share a name on who this person is? Um, I mean, I, I could, I'd rather not. Okay. How much you know? big are, how much conversational, like heavy lifting are you going to have to do? Is it all going to be on you? Dude, no, it's not at all. In fact, like this dude, like, you know, he's like resident theologian, you know, I, you know, yeah. he's, he's every bit of theologian as you guys are thinking right now. Um, but like, but like he's, he's oddly pretty chatty and he, and he's not, he's not like, so he's not so like narrow that he doesn't have other interests. Dude, you so know what's tough, gonna, man? Yeah. He's going to be high on the performance of the day and you're going to be like low. You know what I mean? So he'll That's be, he'll, thing, man. he'll yeah. be all buzzed off of being on stage, man. And you're going to be all low. So you got to like meet in the middle. You know what I mean? Guys, here's what I want from you guys so that you can create my favorite three things for today. What like, okay, just, just picture yourself in my shoes. Like, where should I go with this guy? Like right when I sit down, give me, give me some ideas. Uh, okay. Hmm. That's a, hmm. that's a good one. So, I mean, he's, he is a, is he's a warm congenial type of person. He actually is for a theologian. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a human being for a theologian, believe it Whoa. or not. Whoa. Dude, Whoa. I, would explore, I would explore those things, which make him a human being. Um, All right. And, and ironically enough, it's, it's the kind of stuff we're talking about today. Like, what are you, what are you consuming? What are you enjoying? Like, what does your life look like when you're not like, um, uh, I don't know, like sussing out theological issues, right? Hey, Pipe, uh, Pipe, should I go out on a limb and like throw out that, that NBA trade deadline thing to him and see if he bites? Well, you could uh, – here's, here's the thing. So if you start with geography, you know, where are you from? Where did you grow up? You can go straight from that into who are your favorite teams, that's always a go-to yeah. for me. Like, oh, did you root for the, you know, he's from Texas. Oh, did you root for the Rangers or the whoever growing up? And if you don't know who the teams are, be like, oh, who was your favorite team growing up? And then you can, well, Pipe, you know, here's what's ironic. He's, he's a Minnes- he's a Minneapolis guy. Oh, he's a Minneapolis guy. Wait, do I know so, this dude, guy? It's like, it's like, yeah, you probably ish do. Probably ish yeah. do. You, you very well could. Yeah. Okay. And so well, here's how you started, Big R. You, you. You talk about your shared uh, relationship with Pipe, and you talk about Pipe's passion for Minnesota sports, and ask him if uh, if he's the same way, and, and, and see where it goes. Nice. Yeah. So actually, bring Pipe into it. Is that what you're saying? Too? I would bring Pipe into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always right. a safe conversation starter. I, that's there's never any risk there. Nobody feels strongly about the last name Piper. Everything's good. Go with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Fair enough. Well, I, I appreciate the tips and, uh, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to wing it like I always do. So here's, I, like, I tend to do best when I'm winging it. Here's know? a, here's another, here's another safe one. And that is, you know, uh, come with a list of two or three places you could go to dinner unless it's already assigned to you. And, and you can figure out something about him by what kind of food he prefers. You know, does he like Italian food? Does he like, uh, you know, Chinese food or like new American it's food? It's already Asian. Yeah, we're already doing Asian. Okay. Well, that's yeah. already set. Yeah. You then, I mean, you can always just up in there and be like, oh, what, you know, what's your favorite? What do you like? You know, there's, there's so many different ways to, to do this. And then you can go from that into like travel experiences. Oh, have you been to, I don't know, whatever Thailand or whatever kind of food it is. And, uh, and off you go. Yeah. So many options. We, we could start talking about like Thai theology or something. Dude, I hate doing stuff like this. <laughs> It's exhausting. It's exhausting to hear you talk about having to like do literally, that. like right now. I'm making you more tired, baby. All right, baby. My day is so bad already, and it's getting worse. Why don't you tell me one thing you're enjoying, man? Let's stay on the on on that train. On the tip. Yeah, let's keep it on that tip. Yeah, that's that's a better upbeat, so we don't suck all the life out of Ted. 
Judas Priest. <laughs> I just, you know what's weird? This is what's weird for me, fellas. It's like, this is the question that just literally, like, it just shuts me down. It's like, it's like when somebody asks me, so dude, what have you been listening to lately? And I literally, my mind goes blank. You mm. know what I mean? I mean, I could be staring at a stack of like 200 records and all of a sudden, momentarily, I can't read. Like, I don't even know. I, I literally, I don't know what to say, to say. It just completely stumps me. And I feel like even like this question, I was thinking about this, you know, I mean, guys, what did we do? What did we put into this pre-show prep? Like three, four hours today? Like Amazing. the whole time we were prepping, I was just blanking out even as we were prepping. And so like we get to the moment and it's like, I'm even more blank. Like, I, I, I don't even know. I don't know what I am liking. I don't know what I am enjoying. I mean, I want to get all existential and say, what is like? What is enjoy? Baby, you know let me I mean? let me like, put this in front of you as a theory. What if you're not enjoying anything? And and I, the reason I say that is, baby, don't, don't talk like that. Baby, I don't think I'm really enjoying anything. Well, you know not to, not today or not. No, not today, but not for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, I don't man. know, dude. I've seen I've seen you all are the so money and you don't even know it, man. Baby, thank you so much, man. That means that means the world. But you know what I'm saying? Like stuff doesn't thrill me like it used to. Is it is it just like the dog days of February that are just the worst? Is yeah, that, that's my question. That's dude, my I'm question not sure, but I'm just not thrilled by stuff. You know what I mean? Hey I man, know. when do you get that spring? When do you get that spring break, Big T? Because that, baby, that's our spring right break is like 20 minutes before the semester ends this year. It's it's dumb. Oh, so uh, it's like June? <laughs> oh yeah, it's in like April. Seriously. So, uh, so yeah, you don't got, even have you don't even have that to look forward to right now. Is that uh, a beautiful baby week off? No, man, no. Oh, dude. All right. I don't know, though. I'm not, I'm not trying to go all, all like, woe is me on this thing. But like, uh, no, you're going dark. It's all right, man. It's dark times. You know, I don't I just it's, feel like uh, I'm trying I'm trying to communicate this thing. I feel like I'm not enjoying things like I used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I, I don't I don't see a movie and go, oh, that was thrilling. You know what I'm saying? And I don't look yeah. forward to stuff. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've done pretty much everything I've wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's like not you've, you've already you've already yeah, you bucket listed yourself to death already. I don't know, man. I don't know. You I guys think are- I think some of that could be because you know you 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 are you know you not in the too distant past are coming off of you know working on uh, Silverdome film yeah. and and when you when a person gets done with a big creative project like yes. life life does just suck. Yeah, like everything there's, is a, there's a lull afterward. Yeah, yeah. you, you don't want to read anything. Lull. You don't want to yeah. watch anything. You don't want to talk to anybody. All the music sounds, you know, like Radiohead, and yeah. uh, and it just all blows. Yeah, because so all I, of your creativity has been just sucked dry. That's why. Yeah, it could you're be. just done. You've been depleted, man. You're just depleted of all the things that typically give you energy. So therefore, that energy, which is what draws you towards your enthusiasm to other things, is just not even there, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not even there. Yeah, I know. So don't don't worry. You'll have an upswing where you know you'll 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 turn on the radio one day and a song will actually sound enjoyable to you, or you'll you'll start yeah. You'll pick up some crappy novel and realize you actually like it again for the first time yeah. in months. You'll wake up and you'll wake up and have an idea tomorrow. Baby. Yeah, ideas Judas they'll happen again. Oh, Judas Priest. You can so make hold it. On. So 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 baby, let's talk about like. Like, do your students know this today? Like, do you talk to them about that, and how do they react? Oh yeah, I talk to them about it, man. I, I don't know. They what do think they say? Funny. Dude, they think how it's funny because they can't relate. You know, <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't relate, dude. They're all they're excited about stuff, and they should be. They're young, man. Of course they are. Yeah, they uh, they haven't had the life yeah. beat out of them yet. Dude, they haven't. No, they truly haven't. And good for um, them. 
so yeah, they have no idea. But um, but but yeah, we talk about it, dude, and it's funny. We we have some ha-has over it, but you know, you laugh or you. I cry. mean, do you? I mean, do you guys remember? See, that's weird. I was okay. So here's something. So I was talking about this. I was talking about something similar the other day with somebody, and it was this. Do you remember? Like, can you can you visualize like whatever it was twenty years ago? Like those moments when you hadn't gone through the stuff that you've all now, we've all now been through in varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Like, like when there just was that, that sort of that, you know, even though we, we may have struggled, you know, feeling down and having bouts of depression, there was still that, like, there was still sort of like that elusive, like optimism because you, you knew you had like a, a, a long future ahead of you. Yeah. Like, there, do you guys remember what that felt like? Yes, dude. There was this sense that you could do whatever you wanted. And because you what, hadn't done anything yet. Well, because you, you hadn't done anything yet, exactly. And you kind of could do whatever you wanted at the time. Like I, I don't so much remember yeah. how it feels, but I remember the thoughts that I had was like, oh, today I can – and just sort of like this utter blank slate freedom to right. – I don't know, really do whatever I wanted. And now I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have to – right, whatever is on the lengthy list of things that today demands of me. And and I guess that's I guess that's adulthood, but uh, – yeah, and then and then just the I remember thinking thoughts like, "Oh, I never want a desk job," as if there's any other job besides a desk job in <laughs> you know in the professional sphere. And so right. I just there was sort of the freedom to think stupid things that didn't make sense. Oh and, yeah, you could be all idealistic and, and dream all the time, and yeah, it's heady stuff, man. Heady stuff. Yeah. Dude, we should have called this episode only the worst stuff. Dude, well, all no. right. Well, Ronnie, maybe this will maybe this will tee something up for you. I'll I will throw out another thing that I have been enjoying uh, because yeah, throw it I, out there. Man. I uh, you know I wrote a book last year and went through about six or nine months of I hate everything and uh-huh. and just in the last couple months starting to you know find things that I enjoy again. So this is easier for me than for Ted. So I've lived in Nashville for three and a half years and just recently have discovered uh, how much amazing live music there is here all the time. And so live music is one of those things that I have been enjoying over the last month or two. Uh, and it's, it's just kind of everywhere. So I went to a show for a band called uh, Shovels and Rope last, well, I think it was last Sunday at the Ryman, which nice. is always a great venue. Uh, it, the, whoever mixed their sound was horrific, but the, but the duo was great. Uh, a couple weeks nice. before that, I went and saw a band called Bears Den, who I didn't know either of these bands. Friends introduced me and were like, hey, we got tickets. We should go. And I said, okay. And uh, they're sort of a uh, indie rock. They're a British or Irish band. I think they're from London, so not Irish. And uh, and they're just phenomenal in person. Like if you listen to the recording, they're good. But in person, really, really good. And then I went and hung out with my cousin at a place called the Station Inn, where on uh, I think on Sunday nights they basically just have a bluegrass jam, where it's a whole bunch of like old dudes in in overalls and beards just jamming, like twenty of them all at once, kind of going all all oh brother where art thou? Yeah, I mean, if, if you remember yeah, the like scene- real beard guys though, none of these like hipster yeah. knockoffs. Yeah, these yeah. no these yeah these are like these are like big fat dudes in in worn out overalls with a banjo that was made in 1932 that was handed down to them. And the kind uh, of guys that should have beards, like yes. they earned their beards. Yeah, yeah, and the jug that they play, they actually emptied 12 minutes ago. Um, yeah, so those <laughs> these guys and the washboard that they're playing was that they actually wash their clothes on if they wash their clothes. So these are just things that I have I have very much enjoyed because of how eclectic they are and the fact that everything is you know I'm 20 minutes from a live show 
whatever I want to be. Yeah. And uh, so does that spark anything in you, Ronnie, in terms of music that has been enjoyable to you recently? Okay, I'm just going to go. That was I really appreciate that pipe. That was good. By the way, if you could do me a favor, because I haven't been to Nash Vegas in a while. Go go visit Third Man Records, which is Jack White's like vinyl shop, man. You probably you might be able to dig that. I, I don't know, but you if know, you ever I, do, take some I, I don't, take some selfies and send them to me. <laughs> Noted. Uh, I don't. There are two things that I'm not into. One is uh, vinyl, and the other is selfies. Um, in that order and only those two things well that's it well i'm not into vinyl because i if i got into vinyl i think i would i wouldn't spend way too much money on it and i would enjoy it too much and there's only so many things i can spend money on and that i had to i had to say no to that uh and then selfies are done so um but yeah we'll go to third man records my offer still stands i'll I'll see you i'll see you check it out what's been that's what I've been digging. So I've, I've kind of gotten on a, I've revinyled myself. So I've caught, I, I, I've gotten back into a, a, a vinyl like buying season in my life. And so I've been like, I've been ordering vinyls. I've been buying them and we got this newly like refurbed, like sort of library nook kind of studio study thing in our house that I've just been spending a lot of time in. So it's just been really, really super fun buying vinyls. I never, ever, ever used to listen to music when I worked, when I wrote. And that's been like a new thing for me. I actually put on music and I'm able to like listen to music in the background and still concentrate enough to write. And so that's like a newly acquired, like, you know, uh, you know, experience for me. And um, it's been super fun. It's been really cool. Do you, do you have so. a specific kind of music that's better writing music or does your writing change based on what you're listening to? No, I can't. You know what? It's weird. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I, I can't do, you know, it it, it, it kind of needs to be slower and kind of sad and melancholy. And it, it just it needs to be something that's almost kind of backgroundy, but it's still there. And it kind of evokes some emotion, but it can't be distracting. So I like it there, but it, but it can't be like interfering in my in my thoughts. But it, but it, it kind of it kind of breaks through the stillness and the dryness of, of having nothing at all. So it's been, um, it's been really cool. It's been really fun. Who is, who is the, uh, the perfect writing band for you right now? Or who's, who has, uh, who sort of meets the, that perfect triangulation of like melancholy, not distracting, but, but not lame either. Um, okay. So there's this, there's this band called the XX and they have a new album out and that that's kind of that kind of music. It's just really, it's a little slower, a little sadder. And then listening to the Smiths, you know, kind of, kind of fills that kind of fills that same, uh, you know, that same, that, that same need with that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of weeding through some things right now, but it's just the, just buying vinyls though, again, has been like, it's been fun for me again. So, and that was a long time coming. So nice. that's giving me a little, so, you know, spending, I don't know, what am I spending right now? Big T two, $3,000 a week on new vinyls. I mean, yeah. And you got just, four you know, records. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, I got four records out, out of it and they've all been double gatefold, 180 gram, you know, but it's been great. Exactly. Know, so. And it's, and it's all records that you already had on like six different formats anyway, but, but not uh, that format. Yeah. I mean, my, my mortgage format. is six months, is six months backed up, but I, but I got a new, I got a new bottom. I think the term there is in, in arrears, which is a fun phrase to say. So your mortgage is in arrears. I like that. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's old school. That's vintage. Yeah. It's a vintage phrase. You know, if you go into third man records, they're going to use that phrase a lot. Ooh, now there, there's a selling point. None of this selfie business. Yeah, exactly. Ted, Ted, what do you listen to? You what do you listen to when you write, or are you a write in silence guy? 
Uh, no, it totally depends, man. And it depends what I'm writing about. Um, I like to listen to stuff that gets me into the headspace of like the person that I'm writing about if I'm writing about somebody else. So, um, when I was writing the, the Mike Tyson book, I listened to a lot of hip hop cause that's what the, the fighters liked and a lot of like soul stuff from the seventies and, um, depending on the era of the guy. Um, yeah, so it totally depends. Totally so, so, depends. So when you wrote why we love the church, what were you listening to? Probably nothing, man. <laughs> Andre Crouch. That's probably that, a whole lot of nothing. That's the headspace. Just a whole yeah, lot of that nothing. Was the yeah. Listening to a lot of Sandy Patty. Oh yeah. It was uh, it was good times. Yeah. yeah. Hey times. baby, let me ask you a question, man. Maybe yeah. what have you been uh, what have you been working on lately in terms of writing? Why don't you give our listeners some insight into that? Anything anything? Maybe I'm actually good? gonna tell anything? you about some some books that I've been reading that I've been enjoying. And that's good. That's that, fair like, enough. They're books that meet me in this glum, sort of bleak headspace that I'm in. And uh, the yeah, author's name, out there. Yeah, the author's called Jim Harrison. Um, Jim Harrison wrote Legends of the Fall. That's I his most famous. I just read that. It was so good. Yeah, it's amazing, man. I, I read that years ago. I've read it several times. And I reread it when you texted me and said that you were reading. And I was like, oh, I'll read that again. And uh, it got me totally on, a, on another Jim Harrison kick. So I was actually in Oxford, Mississippi last week. Uh, bought some more Jim Harrison books and uh, yeah, he's good, man. He He's really lean um, and spare, but, but yeah, the style is just really, uh, it really does it for me. You know, it really does yeah, it he's, me. he's about as bleak as it gets too, which is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're feeling joyless, boy, yes. does that reflect how you feel? It really does, man, which I don't know if it's good for me to read those books right now. Probably not, but uh, at least it's like, I feel less alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if uh, you're but if you're where you're at right now, trying to read like some upbeat, you know, uh, happily ever yeah. after kind of thing, you're just going to be like, what is, you're going to be like, what is this? It doesn't garbage? work. Yeah, dude. No, yeah. that's right. And uh, and I think what I appreciate about Harrison is that he he has the vocabulary to kind of articulate where I feel like I am right now. Um, and it's, uh, it's good. It's, it's helpful to read those. So, uh, so pipe, let's move on to, uh, to you again. Um, <laughs> because I haven't offered up anything yet. <laughs> I, how many have you done? You've done like two already. Uh, give me, yeah, give me two. your, yeah, give me your third one. All right. So this one is, we're going way off the reservation with this. Uh, and yeah. the, the thing that I have been very much enjoying, uh, recently is a memory foam mattress. Oh, nice! Wow, yeah, yeah. Those are all the rage right now, aren't they? Well, they're yeah, they're amazing. And I, I there wasn't a particular company, so this is not like a, a sneaky product placement. I just, I'd always slept on like your traditional whatever spring mattresses or whatever. The memory mm-hmm. foam one, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Like I, yeah. it's like sleeping on a cloud. Except maybe that's a terrible because clouds seem sort of cold and wet. So yeah. uh, it's like sleeping on an awesome, dry, uh, cozy cloud. No, oh, not Pipe, do you one. sleep? I mean, are you sleeping better with it, man? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, uh, I inherited my father's um, uh, bad back, where we 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 can throw our back out by like looking at somebody funny, and uh, <laughs> and yeah. then I, you know, sore neck from years of football and basketball and whatever else. And it it seems to help with those things. I just wake up less stiff, so. Uh, and the other thing oh, is memory foam mattresses are way cheaper than other mattresses. So, uh, you, you know, can, what? I wish we could get a sponsor like that. I feel like I listen to all the podcasts I listen to pipe, like, uh, I don't know, Bill Simmons and yeah. these, these sports they have, like podcasts. Casper they, mattresses or whatever. Dude, they all have Casper mattresses, man. And it makes me want one. It really makes me want one really bad. Um, I wish we could, 
we we should nail down something like that as a sponsor. That would be nice. I mean, I we could probably go dig that up. I think they, I think that those are basically just like gross downloads. So like once you hit a massive threshold, they just sort of throw co op dollars at you, and yeah, it's yeah. all kind of scripted. And we have a great listenership, but uh, we're no Bill Simmons. No, you're right. You're right about that. But we actually interact with our listeners and know some of them by name, or at least I do since I'm on Twitter. Uh, and and so I think I think we're better than Bill Simmons. I agree. And that, in that way, we are. Uh, Big R, what's another thing you're enjoying, man? Big R, are you there? Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Just I'm here. Just silent. I'm here. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Gosh, uh, you Boy, know, nothing's, nothing's, yeah, it, it, nothing's springing to mind. Um, Dude, so this begs the question, are people just getting on Trogue's podcast and just lying? <laughs> you know what, are they just coming up with crap, like, to get to five? Well, no, you know here's the I mean? thing, like, if, if uh, you know, Ron, Ronnie alluded to the amount of show prep we do, uh, but I was on, I recorded with Stephen a, a I don't know, three weeks ago or something, and he hasn't aired it yet, probably because he's holding a grudge against me for something, but uh but it it took me like genuinely an hour of sitting down and jotting ideas down to come up with five things that I could sort of speak to actually enjoying. Sure. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not something you know. Like most of us don't go through life thinking, uh, "Oh, I love this." Like I just love yeah. this thing. Yeah. This is making me so happy. Yeah. Uh, so let's let me throw some categories at you guys and see if that sparks anything. Well, hold on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's true. I well, no, no. This is what I mean. I think you're right, but it's like. The problem is like we could all list like some inane things that like we like, but, like, like memory foam when you're mattresses. Like, right, but like, but see, that's more substantial, right? So like when you're in this, when you're like doing it like the way we're doing it, you want it to be something with a little, you know, with a with a tad bit more substance to it, rather than, well, you know, man, I've been, you know, I've been making these strawberry milkshakes, man, and they are just yum yum. You know what I mean? Like you. You want it to be a That's little bit more. That's the first time yum yum that. has been said on this podcast, by the way. So congratulations, Ron. Well, I think we might be getting a sponsorship from Yum Yum Donuts. So that's you know, I'm just I'm trying to throw some things out there, some feelers. But um, that's a West Coast donut shop, by the way. But um, so yeah, that's the thing. I think there's just the pressure of wanting it to be a little more like real, rather than saying you know. Yeah, man. I, you know, I've been, you know, I've I've had a Snickers bar every day now for a week, and it's just been fab. You know, I don't. Know. That might be the first time fab has been said too. You're on a roll, dude. I'm breaking. I'm breaking some rules right now. But throw out your categories. All right. So what? Can, uh, so, so, so we Ted, can finish this podcast. <laughs> so we, so we can be done trying to pretend enjoying things. Uh, Ted mentioned the thing. You know, he he mentioned uh, the book he had been reading. That he, it's hard to tell if he enjoyed it or it just met him in his dark, dark place. But uh, yeah, what, more of that. Yeah, more of the latter. What have uh, what are what have you been reading, Ronnie? And has it been any good? Oh, dude, I've just been on a string of like Christian living slash theology books. So that I, sounds I, re- awful. I wrote Yeah, Trillia true. Trillia Newbells in Joy. Okay, that doesn't just, sound. As you awful. know what? I just dude, I just read this book called The Way of the Dragon, The Way of the Lamb, and to me. It was one of the most uh, impactful of those types of books that I've read probably like in a year, just talking about, um, you know, kind of this, it's, we've all talked about it, right? Kind of talking about like what's, what's gone wrong with this sort of this thirst and quest for power that we see all the celeb pastors kind of chasing after and how it's gone, it's, you know, it's gone all bankrupt on them. And I feel like they, they wrote the book, like they did it. 
they, they delivered the goods. And it's this amazing book where they go and they, it's, it tells the story of them traveling around, uh, talking to like these like vintage wise sages, like, uh, like Eugene Peterson and, uh, you know, J.I. Packer and these kind of guys and how these guys like led through weakness and humility. And they just in like Dallas Willard, they didn't go after like the platform. The platform kind of followed them around, but they never went for it. They, they, re, they resisted it in the sense that they just, they were just faithful. They just did what they did. And, um, way of the dragon or the, or the way of the lamb. It was really, who, really, who wrote that? So, Do you remember? It's a Kyle. Yeah. J, uh, J, Jamin, Jamin Grogan and Kyle Strobel. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's out on uh, Nelson. It's really good. Really, really good. Okay. So yeah, I've, yeah, uh, they con- I'm familiar with those names. They conquered that topic. I think in my opinion, very so that cool. was that was a great read for me. I was really stoked about that. So, but that, right. those are the kinds of books I've been reading. Yeah, you need to mix in some fiction or something, or like a memoir. I got a stack like, of some. <clears throat> I got a stack of some fiction. I just haven't gotten. To, so. Okay, but for sure. So you you should be reading more than one book at once. That's my that's my suggestion. You, I, you know what fiction? I'm reading and kind of enjoying. What's that? You ever read uh, "Breaks of the Game" by David Halberstam? An essential old NBA book. Yeah, it's been on my sort of to read list for a long time, but I've never actually got around to it. Dude, it's sweet. It's uh, it's really long. It's kind of boring. There's no chapters, but like, it's it's a deep dive, man. It's a really really deep dive into like late seventies, early eighties NBA culture. I feel like uh, I feel like NBA writing is consistently better than other sports. Like that's interesting, man. Baseball interesting. baseball writing is usually sort of like. Very statistical or like sort of old school journalist, high minded. They're they're kind of snobby. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. football writing is mostly non existent, as far as I can tell. There's almost no good like, just good football. books about the NFL. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then uh, hockey doesn't count. But the NBA, just like especially younger writers, so guys who are coming out with stuff now, so many good books about the NBA. Do you think it's because the players are the most kind of emotionally accessible in that they, they're not wearing like um, face masks and helmets and all that? I think – yeah, I think that's part of it. I think uh, – I mean baseball is the most traditional. So it's just sort of like it's going to be stuck in the past until it's not. And mm-hmm. and as it's progressed, the people who have who have latched onto it who are younger tend to be sort of stat nerds, not great mm-hmm. storytellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then – yeah, and then the NFL is just – it's not an accessible sport. It's sort of a – it's sort of like this behemoth thing that that we enjoy watching, but is not very accessible. And then you, the NBA, like I have two or three books sitting on my shelf that have been written in just in the last couple of years that are phenomenal. There's a Michael Jordan biography. There's one yeah. called Boys Among Men, which is about the guys jumping straight from high school to the pros. And oh, interesting. And they're they're fantastic. I mean, just that one's an oral history. And then the the Jordan biography is by Roland Lazenby, and I think I've talked about that one before. It's yeah. He's he's brilliant. And uh, so, yeah, I think NBA writing tends to just be the best storytelling. Mm-hmm. Hey, Pipe, that leads me to a question, man. All and right. This is kind of going a little off top. But um, like like the ba- so I grew up with baseball. Right. Uh-huh. And I really did. I know I know everybody wants to laugh. and The listeners are going to think I'm lying. But I actually no. I when you talk baseball. about baseball from the 70s and 80s, you talk about it like a fan. You don't talk about it like you're making fun of baseball fans. I actually, yeah, I know a little baseball, you know, I, I mean, you know, when I say no, take that loosely, but, um, but I do know a little baseball. And I think, and I think one of the things that fascinates me about baseball is that it's been able to exist so completely, um, unchanging. What, like, what do you think, like, give me one or two things that you think 
they could do to actually like update that that sport. See, I don't think the sport needs to be updated. It needs to be presented better. Mm, okay. So the thing the thing that baseball has done wrong and this is part of the reason the NBA is so accessible is cuz the NBA does not protect their content. They're like by all means post post gifs, post videos, post whatever and just YouTube if you go on YouTube and look up NBA highlights they're everywhere. MLB is constantly trying to rein that stuff in. And so in an age when popularity is based on clicks and views and and shareability and and social media MLB is just shooting themselves in the foot. And so why is MLB so, why are they so scared? Like why, why are they literally just like enmeshed in tradition the way they are? Why? I mean, so uh, I'm part of the Southern Baptist convention through work and I would draw a lot of parallels (laughs) between the people who run major league baseball and uh, traditional Southern Baptists. And uh, without digging into that too much uh, for the sake of not offending anybody, I'll just leave that, comparison there and think uh if you go to a church that's 125 years old imagine trying to change things there uh welcome to major league baseball that's that's just i mean it's just utter fear of newness and change and then a complete disconnect from from what anybody under the age of 50 likes i mean that, that's still the generation that'd be like the young folks you know all the the young people love the twitters that's uh that's baseball so I love the game of baseball. I think it's fantastic, but I I hate the way Major League Baseball runs stuff. They're they're terrible. I mean, do you think are you like one of those too many games, too many innings guys? It's baseball. Like the point of it is, I mean, baseball is like golf. You, it's not going to be better by going faster. The point of it, or like part of the part of the appeal of it, is sort of that methodical, slow aspect to it. There's not many parts of life that have that sort of pacing. And so trying to make it like pack more action into less time, like it, that's not what baseball is. Baseball doesn't even have a time limit. It could – it could yeah. feasibly a game could go on for nine days if you can't get to 27 outs. Yeah. So that yeah. – that, but that's part of the structure of the game. So no, I don't think they need to change all that stuff. I think, I think TV has messed some things up because they sort of bake in some gaps where they don't need it and things like that. But – all, yeah. They spend so much time trying to trying to shorten games, and all they're doing is shaving off twenty seven seconds here and three seconds there and whatever else. And what they really need to do is be like, "Oh, guess what? We have an incredible crop of under twenty five talent who nobody knows. Nobody knows what Chris Bryant looks like, or Mike Trout, or Carlos Correa, or uh, Jose Altuve, or any of these guys who are phenomenal baseball players who don't get any publicity because MLB sucks at marketing." That's what I think. Hey, Big T, here's my question, man. So you, I feel like I, I've never really heard you talk a lot about baseball. Do you have a, uh, do you have a little bit of a complicated relationship with MLB there, Big T? Uh, no, it's not complicated, man. It's just, here, here's what it is. I really like being in the building for it, whether it's MLB or minor league or whatever. We have a minor league team here, the Jackson Generals. I love going to do that. Um, I just like being in the building for it. I don't watch it on TV. Um, to me going to a baseball game, it's like, it's like taking a walk. You know what I mean? Like some people go on a hike, like they go out on a trail with a friend, um, and they, and they chat. Um, to me, that's what baseball is. Like I I go with a friend or with my kids or whatever, and and we just sit and we, we chop it up, you know? And, um, that's, which kind of reminds me of our, some of our time in Toledo. 
Yeah, Toledo, baby. The excess and the decadence and all the... Tell our listeners about that night. What did we do that night, Big T? Baby, it was a magical night. We had just completed some, uh, some, some very glamorous author work in Toledo, which is a very glamorous city if you've never been. Uh, um, it's really a beautiful place, isn't it? Um, oh, just, just magnificent. It's, it really is magnificent. It's hard to talk about. It's really hard to put it into words. But Yeah, I can um, tell you're, you're, you're both gifted wordsmiths and writers, and you just you don't have the words men, for it. Both men of letters, and we're having trouble. But we, uh, we took a walk downtown in Toledo, um, happened upon a baseball stadium where the Toledo Mud Hens play. The Mud Hens are the uh, AAA Yankees affiliate. And because some people must have, uh, they clearly big are, they must have just recognized us as, as publishing stars. Oh, I mean, I mean, unarguably, yeah. They must have known us from our books. They just, uh, they, they shoved some free tickets into our hands and we went in and we enjoyed a Toledo Mud Hens game down in the, down in the box seats like a couple of gentlemen. See yeah, that was, that sounds amazing to me. Now, not the Toledo part, but like the Mud Hens, because they're they they are a classic minor league team. They're like the the Durham Bulls on sort of the the level of of traditional amazing minor league clubs. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. They they really are. They're an institution. Um, so yeah, that uh, that was a good night, baby. I could, I could use a night like that now. You know what I mean? I was just gonna say I know you could, man, and I and I wish we were there, and I wish we were doing that tonight all together. Judas, really. I, I think that would. I think that would restore you. I think it would bring some healing to what's going on in your too. life right now. I yeah. think it would too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more, Bigar. Absolutely. Mm. That let's well, think about this. Maybe let's put some feet on that. Let me think about that. Boys, I gotta go in a minute, but let's okay. do one more. Let's each do a movie. All right. Yes. Mm. Uh, Ted, do you want to go first? Do you have one lined up? I do. I got one. I got one ready. It's called uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Have you guys seen this or heard of it? No, I have not. Horrible title, man. Terrible title. But this yeah, was a uh, this was bad. a small, tiny budget movie that had uh, Aubrey Plaza from uh, from Parks and Rec was in it. She was kind of the only big name in the movie. Uh, the the guy who made the movie was Mark Duplass, I think, was the the filmmaker. He also starred in it. Uh, but it's about it's a it's a just quirky little movie about time travel and romance, and um, so good, man. So sharp, like the kind of movie that you that you watch and you get to the end of it and you go, "I wish I'd written that," you know, that kind of thing. Um, but what about you, Pipe? What do you got? Well, let's see. I I think the movie that has stuck with me over the last few months is just the best movie I've seen is Manchester by the Sea, and it's okay. it is it is an astoundingly good movie. And if you are in a dark, miserable place, uh, yes. it is just the movie for you. I'm going to watch it. Because it is, it is depressing and it is dark and it's, it's redemptive without solving any problems. Not, you know, not going to give any spoiler alerts here, but, uh, it's, it's brilliant. And Casey Affleck's performance in it is the money. He's so good. He's, I like him. It's amazing to me how much better he is as an actor than his older brother. Yeah, he really is, man. He's very versatile. Like he can go he, he's he's he can be hilarious in movies. I mean, he's a, you know just a, he's got great comedic timing and everything. But in this one, he plays this depressed, just sort of wrung out character, and he's uh, he does it really really well. So I think I think that's the one that that I would go back and see again just because of how brilliantly written and acted it was. It was so good. Nice, Big R. What about you? You got a movie? Yeah, I got one that I really want. I was talking to Pipe about this, uh, you know, off the air the other day. I really, I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to see Fences. Ooh, like, it's I'm a good one. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, and I like Andy and I like Viola Davis. And I really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's, uh, 
that that is a hard movie to watch. It's mm. it's is it Denzel and Viola Davis are both brilliant in it, but it's hard because it's just they tap into so many different sort of just difficult relationships and deep kind of dark aspects of people's souls and things like that. And it's just like painful circumstance after painful circumstance. But, uh, but both of those actors were phenomenal in it. I think she, she should win best actors for it. Uh, if I was going to, if I was voting, she would get my vote. Mm, Yeah. Big T, have you seen that? No, I haven't, man. I haven't, but I wanted to. So it's uh, a list. So. Yeah, I want to see Hidden Figures. There's like a few movies out there that I haven't seen yet. I'd like to see Manchester by the Sea too. I, there's just, I got like three or four on the uh, on the old list that I haven't weeded through. Here's the problem, boys: is I got a wife, believe it or not, that doesn't really enjoy the movies. It's mm. kind of weird. That's so, uh, well, it, it does, so I know. So I'm kind yeah. of a I'm kind of a solo guy at the movies when I go, believe it or not. So, so I, we, we have gotten a couple of requests on Twitter for thoughts on La La Land. Uh, I know you have seen it, Ronnie. We've discussed this. Ted, we tried to convince you to see it, and you said you don't like musicals. But um, so that – give us the 30-second the Ronnie take on uh, La La Land. Well, OK. So it was – you know, it was definitely a movie from a bygone era in the sense that it's a musical, but it's not just it's not like a modern musical. It's a musical that was trying to evoke like a like a, you know, days gone by. So all the songs kind of have like this, singing you know, in the 30s, rain, kind 40s. Of. like singing in the rain, you know, and it's a it's a romance. I mean, it really it, it, it to me and again, everybody's gonna have a different take on how they define this, but it definitely took some darker for me turns than. And some of the movies from yesteryear took, and it was very, very, you know, as you like to say, pipe. It was very redemptive. <laughs> yes, I and, love that uh, phrase. It, <laughs> and it was, but it was, um, but there was a, uh, there was an underlying. Uh, to me, there was just an underlying, just uh, melancholy and sadness, and what might have been. And those are movies that just, it was, it was really, it was sounds like a very like, tragic feel. Like Sounds really, I mean, Big T, you should really maybe or maybe not go see that like immediately. When we're done. That was a definitive you know statement. I mean? You should maybe do this or or maybe not. Maybe I may or may not well, do that. But what I know I'm going to do is uh, is go teach my class now. So um, <laughs> how's that for a segue? Segwaying myself Strong. out of the program. Yeah. Uh, Guys, can we just uh, can we just admit that um, I never want to do another app like this, even though everything that everybody has heard up to this point was completely pre-planned, by the way. Uh, to- man, totally scripted, all of it. Like yeah, all of it, scripted. Just so Boys, we've wandered to and fro. Um, it has brought us no joy. Uh, uh, but it, until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. Resonate has helped us with our editing and mastering pretty much from the beginning of the podcast. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Mark and Jake do a fantastic and timely job with all sorts of podcast services. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project. 
a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.